Good morning, good morning, good morning. The sun is shining, the birds are chirping, and you are breathing. Today is Monday, April the 12th, 2021. My name is Stephen Carnegie, and welcome to This Is Just a Thought. Today's word of the day is newfangled, which means attracted to novelty or of the newest style or kind new fang gold hope everyone enjoyed their weekend i know it's been a while since i've spoken to you last i took some time off to get some stuff together personal issues and i hope everyone enjoyed their week and also this past weekend it was pretty lovely here in north carolina had some rain that was that usually happened uh and late night or early in the wee hours of the morning got rid of some of the pollen and I, that helps a lot man it seems like every year this pollen is getting worse and worse i'm not even i don't have allergies i'm not allergic to them never had a problem but you know seems like the past two or three years i i've noticed that when i go out i start sneezing so yeah, it, it seems like the pollen is getting worse every every year. Well, let's move along to some news here. Looks like here we go again. Protests have erupted in Minnesota as a result of the police fatally shooting an unarmed black man. Well, details are still coming in. A bit sketchy. Protests have erupted. And I don't know. We'll see what happens. Like I said, here we go again. And also, police in Virginia find them themselves under fire for a traffic stop of a black and Latino man that ended in the Pepper Spring and arrest at Pepper Spring. He was thrown to the ground and arrest of an of a army officer. He was an officer in the United States Army. In fact. Also, one of the police officers was fired this past weekend over the stop and arrest. That happened in December. Now, I've seen, I'm not sure if it's the full video of that uh, interaction, or maybe it's, it's snippets, there's a whole lot going on online, and then, you know, the news, they're showing it. Um... A lot of people may say he wasn't complying, but from what I saw and heard, I mean, he had both hands out of the window. He was explaining the, the initial stop was because of he didn't have a license plate on a new vehicle that he had purchased, but he did have the license plate. It was just uh, taped in the window. So I guess they pulled him because it wasn't uh, actually visible. But, uh, you know, depending on where you get a lot of vehicles from, or those screws that hold those license plates in place. They may come loose or whatever. But anyway, they pulled him over. And like I said, from what I, I saw, he had both hands out of the, the window and was explaining and asking, you know, why did you pull me over? There were two officers. One looked to be a senior officer and one looked to be fairly new. And the senior officer, um, I don't know if... if he was trying to show the rookie the ropes but his language 
and body movements with his gun out, pointed, screaming, get out. Or I know one point in time you can hear him say something about you get ready to get lit up or, or, or whatever or what have you. Long short of it, his his language was totally uncalled for. I mean, you're telling the guy to get out of the vehicle, but he's still in his seatbelt. And he's also telling you, I don't feel comfortable reaching for anything at this point, which rightfully so, if you hear the language and the aggression in the officer's voice, I wouldn't have moved either. I think at one point in time, he even said, I I don't feel comfortable. I, I would rather you do it. And officer continued to yell, get out, get out, get out. So anyway, the officer was fired this weekend. He probably should have been fired back in December before this tape came out because the the, the army officer is now suing. Uh, he may have a good case. He, he, really, he, he may have a good case because that, like I said, as far as those that say he wasn't complying, hell, he may have been too terrified to comply. What do you do in that instance or that situation when someone has a gun on you and they're steady screaming and yelling at you and you're trying to talk and say, hey, wait a minute, I can't get out like that. I'm in a seatbelt. But then again, what do I know? What do I know? Anyway, uh, this past week, I was uh, I was saddened to hear of the passing of a high school classmate. He was a husband and father of two uh, cancer. Apparently his cancer came back. I know last I spoke to him, he had been, he he was in remission and he was saying everything was fine and thankful to the Lord for, for bringing him through. But it appears in the end, cancer came back and, you know, he passed. Uh, It's uh, my heart is is just, my heart and mind is just uh, everywhere right now. I, I keep thinking about the two kids, I believe, one of the, the daughters, uh, I know she was in high school and she may have been getting ready to graduate. If not this year, then next year. And of course, a younger child. And like I said, he left his wife also. Left his wife behind also. But out of all of that, the one thing that I have come to the conclusion is I have, and this is me personally, I don't know how many other people do this, but I've got to stop the the what I do is say, oh man, I gotta reach out to somebody. Then I get sidetracked and 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 hit with life, and then I forget about it and I think again, oh, I'm gonna do it tomorrow, and I never get around to it. Long short of it is, like the old saying goes, never put off tomorrow what you can do today. So I think from from this point on, whenever I say oh, I need to reach out to somebody, I'm just gonna reach out. I mean, it's hard enough when someone passes, but it's even harder when you think and you sit back and you remember, damn, I remember I said I was going to do that and I never did. And you never will get the chance to. You know, my heart goes out to the family. I believe his mother is, is still here. And that's got to be hard for any parent to have to bury their child. So my heart goes out to him. And and if if I could say anything to anybody, including myself, don't procrastinate. What comes in your mind that you say you're going to do, do it then and there. Or make time 
Life does come at us hard and fast, and it's very easily to get sidetracked or, or lose that thought in your mind with your day-to-day dealings of life. But stop the procrastination, just do it. Go ahead and and, and be done with it. You know, also, um, I uh, I know by now everyone has heard of the passing of uh, Earl Simmons, otherwise known as DMX. Yeah, that that there is, uh, man, that's a tough one. That is, didn't know him personally, but I was a, a huge huge fan of his music. Well, he was taken off life support last Friday after a heart attack as a result of a drug overdose. Overdose, And it left him in a vegetated state after apparently there was three attempts to resuscitate him, but they all failed. And the doctors earlier in the week had done a procedure to determine his brain activity, to which they found little to none. And also, it was de- deteriorating. His brain, his, his body was pretty much shutting down. If you ever heard that expression, your organs are shutting down. Yeah, he, he was deteriorating, inter- deteriorating fa- uh, fast. So I guess Friday, the family decided, you know, there's, it, it may sound cruel and heartless. They decided it was no longer a need to prolong the inevitable, his death. So Friday, I, I, they, they pronounced him dead. I can't remember the exact time. But I do remember the uh, alert coming across my phone and, and I began thinking, wow. Here's a, a guy. Yeah, he he wasn't perfect by any stretch, stretch of the imagination, but who is? He just wasn't. He wasn't perfect at all. Now, I, I find, well, I've heard about it. And it appears it's becoming more and more prevalent. It's 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 becoming. I don't want to say an, an, an everyday thing, but it it is out there now. Now we know. Now the police in Yonkers, where he's from, have uh, stated that they have had three to four drug overdoses over the past few months, over the past couple of months, actually. And what they're attributing this to is fentanyl. The drugs are being cut or laced with fentanyl. That's your heroin and your cocaine. It's a highly addictive painkiller that apparently these drug dealers have found they can mix with the drug and it keeps them coming back. It's highly addictive. It's a painkiller. I don't know too much about that. But the police, like I said, are like I said, they they're they've had these overdoses within the past few months, and now they're looking for the drug dealers <clears throat> to charge them. You know, we had a similar case like that, or cases here in North Carolina where they actually did charge those drug dealers. I mean, if if they can pinpoint where it came from, yeah, they they are going to charge you. They probably should. You know, I just didn't understand or didn't know how strong and and I guess highly addictive fentanyl was. I had to look it up. I didn't even really know what fentanyl was. It's a, apparently it's a painkiller. 
is used for those that um, are in severe, severe pain. Brings you back to uh, Michael Jackson and, and the drug he was taking. What was it? Propopol, propanol or something like that. A medication that was used for uh, one of the uses it was used for was to, to fight the pain of those uh, burn victims. Now it appears fentanyl has taken the lead, if I could say that. Now, I, I got to say, when I first heard DMX's music, it was it, it, it was after the passing of Pac and Biggie. And at that point in time, to me, rap was in a limbo, in a transitioning. I mean, there were a few artists that were out that were put, putting out music, but I, I wasn't too impressed with the material and I had kind of written rap off and I returned to my old school. <laughs> I went back to my old school. I said, well, I can always get a feeling out of that. Cause like I said, some of the material that was coming out, I, I, you could tell it was in limbo and transitioning. Like they were trying to figure out, you know, where to go from here. Like I said, after the passing of Pac and Biggie. And then I heard X. Wow hard, gritty, his vocal deliverance, his cadence, the content of his music. It hooked me. I was hooked, hook, line, and sinker. And, and, and in fact, it to me, it was what hip-hop was and had always been. Not just something from the streets, but a regular, everyday, average guy or female expressing themselves and as far as I was concerned hip hop was back and I'm not I know a lot of people but one of the things that another thing that stuck out to me because I've seen the old tapes or or or, or heard he was one hell of a freestyler for those of you that don't know what freestyling is freestyling is coming off the top of your dome nothing's written down Freestyling is what, is what is done in battles, hip-hop battles. You know, I can remember as a kid, I was a single child. And, and, and it may be, uh, I was a single child, introvert. I was shy, bashful, or whatever. But when I first heard hip-hop, first heard rap, it softened that awkwardness because, you know, when I would go to school, I would hear other kids talking about, you know, the same artists or groups that I was listening to. And and like I said, that, that helped me and developed me and, and able to carry on conversation, whereas before I was standoffish. So hip hop, you know, it did that for me. And like I said, when I first heard X, I was like, whoa, who is this? Now, his you know I didn't know that much about him and his background until th- there was a special that uh, well BET does these specials they did one on Rough Riders which, which was the record label he was on they also did one on uh, No Limit Master P but the first one they did was on Rough Riders and let me just say his childhood this is, this is where it all started his childhood oh wow man I mean, his mother pretty much had written him off. He was getting in trouble with the police. He was going from reform school 
or, or you know, group homes or whatever. And you know, like I said, his mother pretty much written him off, but she had had some issues also. So I guess one of the last times when he got in trouble and he came back from uh, the group home or reform school or whatever, she it was just too much for her to handle. So he ended up going from foster home to foster home to foster home. Then pretty much was on the streets because, you know, uh, you know, most kids when they're, they're in that foster home system, if they go to a foster home and they don't like it, they're out. So he pretty much was on the streets. He was introduced to drugs by someone he called a mentor, someone he looked up to. He was introduced to drugs, uh, crack to be exact. I, I think I, I can't, you know, I'm, I'm trying to think. I think the special, you know, he talked about it. I think he was put in the, uh, his weed, marijuana. They, they call it woolers. They, they mix it together. You know, it, it's hard. You, you gotta, it's hard enough to, not have your mother there but then when you find another adult that you're looking at as as a mentor or maybe even a father figure and for him to introduce you to something like that i often question what's the mindset what was the purpose of you doing that i mean really but out of all of that the one thing that stands out to me the most about dmx and his life and his legacy i mean besides the albums the videos the collabos the dirt bikes, the four wheelers, or the pit bulls, or maybe even his his uh, pit bull dogs. His high energy on the stage because when he gave a concert, man, he was one of those that I I wanted to. I was just hoping that I at some point in time I would be able to see perform live because I, I've seen KRS One, I've seen Big Daddy Kane, I've seen Eric B and Rakim. I wanted to see him do it live because from what I saw from the videos and heard people talking, man, he put on a show. And that's a rarity in this day and age. An actual show, because that's what concerts are supposed to be. It's supposed to be a show. And he did, he did it. They said he was one of the best to ever do it live. But like I said, the one thing that stuck out to me, no matter what he was going through, was the fact that no matter the interview or, or or even at the concerts, he would always bring God into the conversation, no matter what. Now, he might even have introduced some from, from this era of my, my generation or whatever to God at his concerts. That sounds crazy to some. But if you truly know God, you never know how God will use someone to work in his favor. You never know who God would put in your path to get you to believe in his word. You know, the Bible is, is full of stories of people that were considered undesirables. That were used to teach and show us his word. And also show us his grace and mercy. You know, one that I, I often think about is uh, Saul or Paul. You know, Paul was uh, the main persecutor of the church and those that believed in Jesus Christ. I mean, he even participated in, participated in stoning, killing those that believed in Christ. Can you imagine that, that you're, you believe and Jesus Christ and because of your belief and convictions they pretty much kill you 
you know, that's sounds crazy to us now. But, you know, like I said, to get back on track, you never know who, what God is going to use to put you on the path to getting yourself together, to get you to believe and trust in him. Now, there are some Bible thumpers. One, please shut up. Two, get your chair. Have a seat. Three, go to a corner. Four, turn it around and sit down. Face the wall. You have clearly forgotten God's word. You know, something to the effect, let you not, let ye not forget that you ye too were once in the world also. Really? I've heard a lot of people say, oh, you can't learn anything. He was a crackhead. Who cares? You never know who God has got in your path to get you to believe and get you on track. It's not about that individual person. More often than not, it's about what that person brings to the table. You never know how God is using them. Like I said, no matter what he was going through, no matter what all the trouble was, the jail, the drugs, the kids, the baby mama issues, whenever he gave an interview, you he, he spoke of God. And you can tell that he was going through it. But he always, always spoke of God. You got some Bible thumpers that can't even do that when they're going through it. And they're supposed to be taught and believe that no matter what, you never stop praising God. They'll have a problem and shut down completely. So why? Like I said, how often or how soon we forget and this is a prime example. So like I said, to those Bible thumpers, shut up, get a chair, have a seat, take it to a corner, turn it around and face the corner and just be quiet. You don't know how God was using this man. You don't know who he touched to the point that they started or maybe once again believed in God. Who are you to judge? Who are you to criticize? Who do you who are you to critique any aspect of any human being's life? Because I, I I rest I can rest pretty assuredly when I say you weren't born believing, or, well I shouldn't say believing, you weren't born worshiping God. You had to learn, you had to go through some things, didn't you? Yeah, you did. And how soon we forget the old Holy rollers, high and righteous, Bible thumpers. Yeah, go sit down. Also, there's a, a Twitter campaign to cancel DMX. Boy, you guys couldn't even wait till he was cold, till he was in the ground before you chimed in. What happened? You heard some of his music after his death or while he was in that vegetative coma and decided that his lyrics were too harsh and abrasive? Well, members of the LG. BTQ community are saying that he has some rap lyrics that spoke and glorified rape and had homophobic slurs directed towards transsexuals. Huh. Mm, that's a big no for me, dog. I don't know what y'all were listening to because the two uh, uh, rap verses or or the two rap verses you quoted 
there was no glorification of anything in there. As far as the one that goes about rape, it's, it's talking about a, a rape of a 15-year-old, I guess the father or whatever. It, 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 it sounds like it was, it was something he was explaining about a lifestyle when you're doing dirt and it comes back on you. And yeah, we do have some people out there, as we all well and know, that are that savage. Sorry, it's, he can't, he couldn't rap about the sun, the stars, the moons, green clovers and unicorns or whatever. Sorry, he couldn't rap about that. He rapped about a lifestyle that he knew all too well growing up from the background from whence he came. An honest, honest depiction of his life. Wow. How about that? Hmm. That's, that's strange and rare. And as far as the homophobic slurs and it, they felt it was directed at the transsexuals and he was a homophobe. No, that was not that the purpose of that verse. The verse pretty much was saying, you know, I know a lot of you probably heard of that down low, you know, the guys that, that are torn between having sex with a woman and having sex with a man. We call them down low brothers. That's what that's talking about. how it, it it can't be accepted and matter of fact as I remember as I can recollect I can remember when that term first appeared oh I believe Oprah did an interview with the author of the book who who expressed that he too was down low or had been down low meaning he had he was married and he was messing with men and somehow some way he came out and he said that a lot of men didn't believe that that was cheating because it was sex with a man <laughs> well won't get into that argument or debate but that's what that verse was about. Those that are playing both sides of the fences, if you will. So as far as this campaign of, of counseling everything, every aspect, what is this rush to counsel everything? Like I said, you guys couldn't even wait for him to be dead a good week before you tore off on a rampage. I believe this council mess came out Saturday. A day after he, they had uh, pulled the plug and, and, and announced that he was no longer with us. You know, we live in a society that is so judgmental. And I know many may say, well, you sound like you're judgmental. No, I'm not. I don't think I'm judgmental because I don't fly off on these tirades and hold these campaigns and launch this national campaign to counsel everybody or bring everybody's mistakes in their lives to the forefront. And that appears that that's the type of society we're in now, where if you've done something wrong in your past, you're going to be held accountable for it for decades ago. Because that's about how old these songs are. I mean, that's, man, well, that's got to be going on to uh, 20, close to 20, if not over 20 years ago. Really? You pull those two verses out to cancel because you felt it's a glorified rape and, and had homophobic slurs in it. I, I guess music is up, left up to your interpre interpretation because when I heard it, <laughs> I didn't hear anything about, I didn't hear anything. I didn't hear any slander or, or a glorification of a lifestyle that, that could be taken as, as, as a, a, a true way of life. I didn't, you know, rap is storytelling. Although we do have a few that, that would go out and do something stupid and then come back and put it on a record and 
tell uh, well tell their whole business and yeah they pretty much do need to be locked up I mean there's been a few rappers that got caught up like that but that was not that that just wasn't for me I didn't see it I just didn't and I and I said well let me listen to it man. let me listen attentively to it let me be biased and I heard it heard the whole song or both songs and then I heard some more of course I went on my DMX free I had to hear all my music that I love um there was nothing in there to that effect for me wasn't any glorification of anything wasn't even any insulting or purposely insulting someone or some group but like I said these bible thumpers and this cancel culture have really worked my last last nerve it appears you're trying to cancel any and everything and for what rap is a the art of storytelling to be honest with you it's telling a story it's not necessarily saying that they the rapper or, or whatever or what have you did it it's a portrayal of the life that they've seen it, it really is and like I said I didn't see anything or hear anything in those verses so I, I just say rest in peace to DMX I think his soul is finally at rest I do well that's all for me today and I want to thank you all for lending me your ears continue to like support offer feedback you can also make monetary contributions continue to follow and listen on Anchor Spotify Google Podcasts Breaker Overcast Pocket Cast and Radio Public along with Verbal and WordPress thank you all for listening I'll be back tomorrow tomorrow